0: Thank you for being back. And again, I know my own family and myself and some of you, uh, it's hard to get here tonight. And uh, we're going to have a brief teaching time tonight. Uh, I am paying attention to the clock and the glare is enough to the side that I can see what time it is now, where the hands are. So, um, because I know you're probably thinking, yeah, sure, we'll see. (laughs) Um, One thing that'll be helpful not to go real long tonight, since we had extra time in prayer, starting late, is uh, I was not able to review my notes. I have my highlights. I have some notes. Uh, so um, I'll appreciate your uh, patience with me as I'm am not as fresh as I would normally be. But I know the Lord when we get together and we study his word, he always does something in his, in our midst. Uh, we're going to get back to Thomas Watson and his teaching through the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Had a couple weeks off again, I think, or at least one week off. I get confused Um, But we're back tonight, and I know the Lord's going to bless us. We had recently looked at some rocks of support. There were 10 rocks of support. That was after, I think, what, the 27 ways that Satan is so subtle (laughs) to trick us, to tempt us to sin. Uh, Where we pick up tonight, we finished the the rocks of support last time. And there's a little bit more of encouragement tonight. I, I think I will probably only go through this small section. Pretty soon... Uh, When we get back to... We've kind of had this nice oasis of more of an encouraging thing. Uh, He's going to get back to a lot of stuff that, frankly, to me, seems a bit repetitive, uh, where we've already been in this study. But i like to complete the study and finish it, and I think the review is helpful. And I'm sure there will be some some developments along the way. But it might sound a little familiar to you in weeks to come. Uh, Tonight... Uh, this is the next section of, of the book in the Lord's Prayer. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. He says, but my case is yet worse, say others. I've been tempted to such sins and have yielded. The tempter has overcome me. So we we looked at 10 things to encourage and comfort us when we have to deal with the fact that we're tempted. But now some people are going to say, but I've given in. I've been overcome. It's too late for me. I think that's what some people want to almost succumb to, and of course that's exactly what Satan wants us to think and say to ourselves, it's too late for me. It's never too late if you're not dead, <laughs> right? And you're not uh, dead in the spirit but the Lord's working on you. So he gives some pastoral counsel and encouragement for us when we feel like, but I gave in. I've yielded, I've given in, the tempter's overcome me. He's at least won that battle, but we feel like we've lost the war, right? And, uh, He's going to speak to that. He's going to answer that. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. I know we can all relate to that, right? We can all relate to, but I see a lot of nodding hands. You know, I, I can relate to that. I mean, we all know that, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be needing to learn and pray, lead me not into temptation, deliver me from evil, right? It wouldn't, it wouldn't apply. <laughs> it's one of the few things the Lord gives us as a category, and it's the last closing thing, again, just like Jabez's prayer help me not to sin, help me not sin. And the scary thing is, sometimes even after we've prayed that, we still succumb to the temptation and we feel overcome. He says this, he says this. First of all, he says, let not a child of God be wholly discouraged and say there is no hope. As simple as that is, he's often very profound and beautiful with his language. I think that bears repeating. So, you know, think about what you've been succumbed to and you feel like you're overcome by Satan. And here's his answer. Let not a child of God be wholly discouraged and say there is no hope. He has four things that we're going to look at tonight and I'm going to keep it just to that. I'll figure out where it ends over here, but uh, there's four things related to that and it'll work nicely with the briefer time we have tonight. One, though a Christian may fall by a temptation, yet the seed of God is in him. Uh, There's some things I want to say related to that, but I'm pretty sure he says that as we go, so I'll hold for now. But the seed isn't gone. Okay, Though we fall, it doesn't mean the seed is not in us. It's just we have to do a better job at cultivating and watering and, and nourishing it. But it doesn't mean the seed... Of God is not in us because we've fallen. Okay? Because that's what happens. We doubt our salvation often, right? Especially with sins of presumption. We doubt our salvation. We doubt the seed is there at all. And we can remember, uh, you know, as he's talked about, I believe he will again, Peter as an example for us, right? Uh, I'm sure he felt that way. Um, Number two so, first of all, the seed is still in you. Though you've fallen, the seed is still in you. Number two, though a child of God may be overcome uh, in a skirmish, yet not in the main battle. I'm skipping over some Latin, by the way, because I don't even know how to say it. But he said, uh, though a child of God may be overcome in a skirmish, yet not in the main battle. So, you know, because we lose battles doesn't mean we've lost the war. And the main reason we know that is how. How do we know we haven't lost the war? Yeah, the answer is always Jesus. I was listening to um, an interview with uh, for Reformation Twenty One, mortification of Spin, and uh, the person was at some point saying, "I mean, the answer kind of not to sound uh, not to sound too simple, but it was really the answer was Jesus of how I was delivered out of these things." I'm forgetting the topic and the context, but what I remember is Dr. Carl Truman said, "That's okay. We like that answer. We we think the answer really does always come down to Jesus." So. But why Jesus? Why do we think about that in terms of the war's not lost? He's already defeated Satan. Very good. Very good. He's already defeated Satan. He's already given us the victory over death, right? He's already conquered, and the kingdom is advancing. You have to remember, we are in the church militant. We're only in the church triumphant. When we advance to glory at death, or in his coming back, We have the greatest degree of glory. But until we have the church triumphant in heaven or the new heavens and the new earth, we're always fighting and we don't win every battle. Does that mean we shouldn't try? No. But we need to recognize that uh, Jesus has won the war. He says this, okay, you, you may have lost the battle, you didn't win the war, or you didn't lose the war, excuse me. He says, as an army may be worsted in a skirmish, but conquer at last. So, I wish I could think of a lot of. I mean, I have these rough outlines of things I've heard in documentaries and stuff, but there's those times where really it looks like all is lost, the war is hardly won, and then at the end they, they win it, you know. You can think of even the biblical examples of often numbers are small and God shows his power to give victory. He says, though Satan may foil a child of God in a skirmish by a temptation, the believer shall overcome at last. A saint may be foiled yet not conquered. He may lose ground and not lose the victory. Yes, Isaac. We just need to avoid obstacles. Yeah, avoid obstacles. And the thing is, is sometimes we're going to get hit and knocked over by them, right? One second, Gabe. So, you know, I can't help but think of Proverbs again, an honest man, a righteous man, though he fall, he gets it seven times, he keeps getting up. And I think we can see it like that, you know, there's those really power, I'm starting to think about singing Rocky or something, you know, we don't want to get too silly about it, but, you know, you keep coming back for more. It's not so much how much you punch or how hard you punch, but how much you can take a punch, right? Uh, you just keep getting up. And it's not in our own strength, of course, but I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, including standing up after getting hit down and doubting myself. I put, my, I put my trust in Christ. I get up for Christ and his strength. I'm not done. I pick up the sword of the spirit again. Okay, I dropped it. Or maybe I laid it down, whatever. I pick up the shield of faith. Well, that was stupid. I let down the shield and got nailed by another arrow. When am I going to learn? Well, what do I do? Leave the, arrow, the, leave the shield down? Oh, you're still alive. You're still alive in Christ. Pick it up again. Get the sword up again. That's why Paul talks about putting on the whole armor of God. You've got to remember keep putting, keep dressing every day. Um, Gabriel, you had something to say, I think? So, when God defeated the devil, mm-hmm. so did he defeat the devil when he defeated the devil? Did the devil die? No. Well, in the sense of he's sent to hell, he is not allowed to be in heaven, but he is a spirit. He won't be living in heaven, but he isn't uh, annihilated. He still exists. That's why we're studying so much to be protected. Satan didn't die, but he has been conquered. Right now, the Bible says he's on a chain, but in the end, Jesus is going to throw him into the lake of fire where he can't even come near us. He can't tempt us anymore. And remembering those things is helpful. And remembering what Luther said, I remind you of your future. You remind me of my past. I remind you of your future. You know, you do a little battle, resist the devil will flee from you. You know, just because somebody knocked us down or punched us doesn't mean we say, okay, take my wallet, have my car. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know what Jesus says about turn the other cheek and walk two miles, but, you know, you understand, we don't just say, I give up. In fact, Jesus shows his power by helping us keep standing up and giving us more battles that we win and making progress Right when it looks like Satan wins and we get up again and we make progress, it's like, I'm sure he's like, no, <laughs> right? Just getting up is, just getting up is a victory. I saw a neat article. I didn't send it on to you because it wasn't good enough, but that it was basically focusing on uh, getting up out of bed is a victory. <laughs> uh, yes, Abraham. Hold on, let me give you the mic. Uh, People can't hear you? I should be passing around the mic so everybody can hear and then that'll be on the recording too. So can you guys just turn it off if you're not using it? If somebody raises their hand, pass the mic please, okay? Speaking yeah. mm-hmm. towards not getting up and keep going, um, when the Navy SEALs who were going to take out osama Osama-1, um when they were flying to there, they took two black ho- hel- helicopters, but when they got to his house, one of the Black Hawk helicopters crashed, and they were considering, hey, this ours has already made too much noise. They know we're here. We should just get in the other helicopter, head back, and come back another day. But they decided to continue on, and it turned out that they didn't actually hear him, hear them, and they were able to take him out. Hmm. And, but they were considering to stop. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, a lot of times we might have given up as right when we're about to have the victory. I, I can't help but think of um, uh, oh, Normandy, right? What they had to go through to get the victory for us in Normandy. Uh, it's, I almost don't like to think about it. It's so incredible. but um, So many stories like that. So, yeah, I mean, just just think about as much as we regret we failed our Savior, what does he say to Peter? I've prayed for you that Satan won't have you. And he says, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Don't go hang yourself like Judas. Get up. Get back to work. Do better. Right? Okay. Uh, So, number one, okay, you've been overcome. You've given in. You were tempted and you gave in to the temptation. All is not lost. The war is not over. You lost the battle. Get up and win the next one. Not by yourself. (laughs) It's Probably often why we did lose, right? Okay, the second is, uh, so uh, though you fell, the seed of God is in you, number one. Number two, though you lost the battle, you haven't won, you haven't, Boy, sorry, I keep saying it wrong. Though you lost the battle, you haven't lost the war. And in fact, you are more than conquerors and victors already in Christ. And every time you get up, after it looks like he sliced you down, you just show Christ's victory in that, right? It's not that we should give in. But we also don't want to give in to the temptation of despair, right? Which is where he wants us, remember. Number three, God does not judge his children by one action, but by the frame of the heart. So, you know, there's there's always that sense of grief. A child of God, we, we don't ever really like to sin. I mean, of course, there's a reason we give into to it, whatever it is. Uh, but we never have happiness with it. We never have peace with it. It always grieves us at some point. It might catch up with us. We might be blocking it from thinking about it. But, but it, it, he, he recognizes the frame of heart. And most importantly, uh, that we have Christ in our heart. And if Christ is in our heart, if the Holy Spirit is in our heart, remember we are in union with Christ and he sees us in Christ and he sees Christ in us. And uh, we are uh, not looked at just because of that sin or whatever sins. He, he looks at our heart, which, is, uh, which has Christ, and that our heart hates our sin. You know, like Peter, right? He grieves and cries over his sins. He doesn't say, oh, it's okay. You know? he, we have the heart of Psalm 51 when we're confronted with our sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Restore unto me the joy of salvation. And Psalm thirty two, that's closely related to it. Until I repented, my bones were dry. You know, I had no happiness, you know. Number four, God will make a saint's fall by temptation, turn to his spiritual advantage. I love that. Works all things to the good of them that love him, those who are called according to his purpose. Romans eight twenty eight. Remember the Confession of Faith, chapter five, section five. Why does he let us? You know, we looked at that for a while. And uh, some of it is to humble us, right? Uh, There's a number of of things, but he will ultimately use it to our advantage. Does that mean we should sin that grace may abound? God forbid, Paul says, right? And yet God will ultimately use it for our advantage in his glory. Again, just the fact that Satan can't win. Satan can't win, you know? Um, So let me give you the four things, and then I think there's just a little bit of... uh, Further discussion and we'll close. Let not a child of God be wholly discouraged and say there is no hope when he says that I have been tempted and I have yielded and the tempter has overcome me. First, remember, though you've fallen, the seed is still in you. Two, I mean, the Holy Spirit doesn't leave you, right? Two, though a child of God may be overcome, uh, he is not undone. He doesn't lose the war. He can't lose the war in Christ, who is the victor, though he might have lost a battle. Three, God does not judge his children by one action, but by the frame of the heart. Now we know sin comes from the heart. We saw that recently reading through the Gospels again. But if the Holy Spirit is in our heart, if Christ is in our heart, he is looking at us in that way with a heart for us. Now David, remember, what, did, what is said of David? He had a what? He had a fart. Excuse me, I'm sorry. He had a heart after God. He had a heart after God. Does that mean he didn't sin? No, he. Boy, how'd you like to be one of these guys in the Bible where everybody reads about this stuff? You know. <laughs> no, he had some pretty pretty bad stuff happen, but he ultimately had a heart after God, which means he wasn't happy with it. And when he was confronted, he repented of it, right? Um, and then four. God will make a saint fall by temptation, turn to a spiritual advantage. And isn't that something to think, God have mercy on me. Let me see how you're going to turn this to my advantage and focus on that. What what can I learn from this? How can I improve from this? Uh, How can I be more careful about this in the future? How can I be more humble? What pride led me to this because pride comes before the fall? Show me those areas of pride I've got to attack more. Let me go on the offensive on those things with the sword of the spirit. Right? Um, uh, I'm expecting him to say this, and because I haven't refreshed, but I'm, I'm going to say it so I don't forget. This isn't perfect, um, but it's often said. Though we fall uh, in grace, we don't fall out of grace. Though we fall down, we don't fall out. Okay. Uh, he may let a regenerate person fall by a temptation to make him more watchful. So here's how it could turn to your advantage. I'm still in that last section. He may let a regenerate person, that is a Christian, the Holy Spirit, uh, fall by a temptation to make him more watchful, make him more careful about it than you might be otherwise. Which could really impact others who need to be more careful about it, right? Uh, You know, once you trip on something, or once you almost get bit by something, or you almost fall over that cliff, you put a guardrail up, which is good for you and everybody else that's following, right? Uh, He says... He will grow more curious and cautious in his walking. We'll have a better walk for it in the end. He says the foiled Christian is a vigilant Christian. Vigilant, again, you get more careful. You get get more serious about wanting to win the next battle. He will take care not to come within the lion's chain anymore. Yeah, you ever do that? I mean, I know there's certain houses I walk by near the church or near home. And I often walk on the other side of the street by habit. After the first time, this scared the living daylights out. We, you know, right by the fence and I didn't know it was there. But if the dog was there or the dog was on a chain and you came, you know, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to walk on the other side of the street next day. Okay. Um, he will not go abroad without his spiritual armor. That was stupid of me to forget the sword of the spirit. That was stupid of me not to read the Bible this morning. That was stupid of me not to pray. No wonder I gave into the temptation of whatever it was. I didn't start the day right. I didn't dress right with the armor of God. I didn't fill myself with the word and spirit. Well, yeah, we can do that and still fall right afterwards. And we've seen that stuff discussed here. But it's much less likely. Can I, can I give you an example? This is a silly example. And you're probably like, well, duh, pastor. You know, but... uh you know, I'm always lamenting, please, after the fellowship, take all the cookies and cake and ice cream home, you know. Thankfully, there's very little that's been opened, and if it's not been opened, well, I don't want to open it, you know. I let that be my guidance, you know. If there's one piece taken, all right, well, nobody's going to know, so I'll take one more, but, you know, next thing I know, whoa, took more than one, didn't I? Or the ice cream. This is no attack at our ice cream end, but it's right there. No one's here, you know. Oh, it was my daughter, okay. Uh, but, you know, I'm here all day, and, you know, you get tired, and you want your little breaks, coffee breaks. Well, yeah, maybe I'll have a little piece of cookie with that coffee, you know. And I, and I got to tell you, I think it was, I don't even know what day it is. What's today? So Monday, I was bad. Tuesday, I was just praying to the Lord, I, I've got to get control of this. This is, this is stupid. And I just said, Lord, today, help me just to say no today. Now, I was good, except at the end of the night, it was dark, and I thought I was grabbing a popsicle, but I already committed, and it turned out to be ice cream. But I really thought it was a popsicle. I figured, yeah, I can, I can do a popsicle, you know. But other than that, and here's the thing I'm saying to the Lord, how easy is that to just, yeah, I'm going to learn, I'm going to make progress. I'm going to just keep saying little no's. I get more and more in habit. And I'm partly saying this out loud, so I'm motivated to keep doing it tomorrow, you know, because I've told you about it. But, you know, you get, you, get, you put your spirit on, you improve your walk, uh, you get more careful. You start to say, well, it's time to do something about this. And, like, I'm not a victim. I'm a victor in Christ. I don't have to act like I can't say no to the sweets. I have a huge sweet tooth, you know. Man, Mr. Renner, you know what I saw at TJ Maxx today? I almost got it for you. I don't know if you're a jelly bean man. What was it? Oh, now I can't remember. What was it? I thought of you immediately. It was some... No, it was a flavor or a company that I know you like a lot. And I almost bought it for you. But I've been working on myself. I'll have to look. Man, sorry I brought it up. Now you're going to go to bed. You won't be able to sleep wondering what it is. It was Jelly Belly. I'm not a, that's not my main thing. But it was a certain... Labor. Okay, I'll find out and tell you. No, I won't, because then I might go back and get it. <laughs> huh? No, it was a unique thing. I'd never seen it before, but uh, stop. <laughs> I got the orga- organic mulberries, dried mulberries. I've never had them. I'm oh, what's a mulberry? I've heard mulberry cheese, so I'm going to try that. Okay, um, but the thing is, it's like, you know, you think you can't say no. Why can't I say no? I can say no. So, you, you, when you have failed, I guess what I mean to say is, you know, I, I have struggled with my weight for a long time, I, I have a sweet tooth, it's easy to get, I, I, it's difficult to get time working behind a desk for both jobs to get some exercise to burn things off, that's something I'm really needing to try to figure out, but I don't have to eat this stuff all the time, that's a huge difference, right? And I'm talking about how I was working with the fact that I don't like that I'm failing in this and I want to do better. And that's the idea. And it's a simple thing. And I know it probably sounds silly to you, but for me, it's not a simple thing. Well, it is simple. It's not easy. right? But at the end of the day, i got to still say to myself, well, stop complaining that your belt size keeps getting bigger. That's only based on your choice. No one else's. right?" And so just turning it around. So I um, wasn't really planning on bringing that up, but I, I think that's what should encourage us. That's what you can do. Where did the, you let something happen? How are you going to say, I'm going to be more careful? I'm going to be more vigilant. I'm not going to go abroad without my armor anymore. I'm going to put my Bible on more. I'm going to start reading more in the morning. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not going to go out into the day unprepared anymore or less prepared than I should be. I'm going to take more pit stops along the way to recharge and refuel, right? I'm standing in line at the store. Instead of whatever the next sports thing I like to do, I'm going to open the Bible and read something on the Bible or one of my little apps. I mean, there's so many things to take advantage of. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy things that are adiaphora, but you get my drift. Like, I'm going to be better prepared. I'm going to be spending closer time with the Lord. He says, when uh, we're almost done, uh, he says, when a wild beast gets over the hedge and hurts the corn, the farmer will make his fence stronger. So when the devil gets over the fence by temptation and foils a Christian, he will be sure to mend his fence and be more vigilant against temptation afterwards. Hey, it can take us seven times maybe, right? You know, But we keep getting up. We're going to get there. He says, God sometimes lets his children be foiled by temptation that they may see their continual dependence on God and may go to him for strength. And, you know, pride going before the fall, I think there, a lot of things have shown that um, usually when we are giving in to temptation with the devil, there's a lot of pride that has just come before it in whatever it is. We're almost, I mean, that's, I think, what we want to recognize. Wherever we get proud quickly, catch yourself, catch yourself, catch yourself. Stop, stop, walk away, move away, get along with the Lord, because pride is usually when we give it, whatever it is. Okay, lastly, he says this in this section. By suffering, his children be foiled, to be foiled by a temptation, God settles them the more in grace. Now, should we sin more that grace more abound? God forbid. And yet, what does Paul say? Where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. So, when we are foiled and we've given in, it reminds us how we are utterly dependent on God's mercy all the time, because we're in danger of somehow thinking we're such good Puritan reform people, right? And we still think we're, you know, The Lord will humble us and the Lord will remind us you rely completely on my mercy and grace. And the only way you're right with me ever is my mercy and grace. And yes, I want you to grow in grace, but it's only because of grace you can grow. And it's only because of grace you're alive and it's only because of grace you'll be with me. And you can't lose that because my son did that. All glory and praise be to God and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this encouragement tonight and thank you for helping us all get through a very busy day and a challenge to get here to receive this blessing from you. Oh Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And when we have given into temptation, deliver us from that evil and use it, Lord, ultimately for our good and for your glory and in your grace. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and victorious King and all your victorious, conquering people who will keep getting up in your grace and power, say, Amen.